nigga never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm slowing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh -huh. You wanna see the inside, huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. They come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh -huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. And I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Surrender sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit. So she don't need no man Stay far from timid Only 
feeling as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had to pay a leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh-huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies. Butter crunch. 80 And I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Okay, here we are. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, I think I'm good there. All right. Okay, I think we're good in terms of stream health. Is the stream running okay for you? Yeah, it's overall running good. You kind of had a Charlotte moment there when you did your sound test, but I I think you're good now. (laughs) Okay, well, with that being said... What is going on, guys? What is going on? We are back with, yet again, another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. 
and we are back with another edition of Notorious Unscripted. Man, this is episode 87, and if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how this show works. Every Monday, we are on here with Notorious Unscripted, and every Friday, we are on here with the news. Um, stupid thing. Okay. My bad. You just went gray screen for a second there, but you're back. <laughs> um, yeah. Every Monday, we're on here with Notorious Unscripted, and every Friday, we're on here with the news, man. Speaking of this past Friday's edition of the news, if you guys did miss that, you can now find that on all platforms. AEW Games um, coming out with their, supposedly, uh, possibly coming out with their uh, video game, their console video game, in September. Tony Khan being forced to debut Satnam Singh. We'll talk about that. Um... We'll definitely be talking about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, a bunch of other stories as well. So if you guys did miss that, you can all find that on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here on Friday at 4 p.m. Central with the news. Also, if you guys have not got your uh, official Notorious Heels Podcast merchandise. You guys can now find that um, at bonfire.com. The link is in uh, at the top of the description of, of this video. So, yes, if you guys did not get your Notorious Heels Podcast merchandise, you can now get it. We got two designs. We got the base design, and we have the Riddler-inspired hey. IWC's Best Kept Secret shirt. Um, yeah, man, inspired off of... Paul Dano's Riddler from the Batman, which I am so pumped because I am totally watching that tonight, man. Uh, it has officially come out oh, on okay. on digital. It is officially yeah, out yeah. on digital, so I am definitely going to have to run it back tonight. Um, yeah, bro, but other than that, man, if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know uh, who we are here at the Notorious Seals Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show, and as for the other half... We got my man, Sir K, here. How's it going, man? It's uh, it's going good, man. It's going good. Just been chilling out. Going to work. And normal as hell, man. The normal as hell. Um, Toronto, of course. I asked in the chat how, how's the family, how's everything. They're good, man. They're great, man. Um, about you, man. About you, and uh, What about you, bro? I'm good. I'm good, bro. But uh, what about you? Yeah, man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Um, yeah, just chilling. Uh, yeah, just chilling. Watch Raw. Uh, so that's just not good. Um, mm. and yeah, like I said, man, I've just been waiting to watch the new Batman movie, bro. And like, I, I have, I do have it now. It is officially on digital, so I am uh, super pumped to mm -hmm. uh, watch that tonight. <sighs> Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, Can you just hear my excitement? Jesus. Dude. Man. We got another episode of Monday Night Raw here tonight. And my God. My God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
Jesus, I forgot to. Yes, I'm good to answer Durante's question as well. I'm good, bro. The family's good. I completely forgot to answer your question. My bad. Um, yes, how are you, bro? And it looks like you are good, man. So that is always great to hear. Jonathan <laughs> Fedna says, what's up? Um, Logan, what did I miss with Raw tonight? Nothing. Nothing. Um, <laughs> we nothing, bro. Say, bro. Um, Literally nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Uh, <sighs> bro, Jesus. Actually, uh, no, I guess we'll talk about, we'll run that down after Dynamite because it wouldn't make sense to talk about Battle of the Belts before Dynamite. But, well, I guess we can talk about this briefly. When I say briefly, I mean it. WWE on the... Uh, dark matches, I guess, if you consider the dark segments, um, if you can call them that, I guess. WWE have debuted, um, a possible usage for LA Knight, and we talked about this a while ago, uh, two weeks ago on the news, I believe, but they have started Knight Model Management. L.A. Knight is pretty much out there dressed like a men in black with fucking shades on and a suit. And he is managing Mace as the first client of Knight Model Management. Mm -hmm. What's that? That they changed Mace's name. And I know what they changed it to, but I want to know if it was real or people were just fucking around. Because if it's real, and my God, does it gotta oh. be? Oh man! All right, hold on. I check their checking their roster page right now. Okay. Where is it? Okay, I don't think it was true. Not yet, at least. Because there was a fucking rumor that they changed Mace's name to Face. Don't think it was true. <laughs> yeah, because he's still Mace. Okay. It was just jokes. Oh, fuck. I saw a lot of people saying that. So it was just people fucking around, man. But I was going to say, my God. But they let him ditch the fucking dread, dreadful retribution look, which is at least good. Yeah, did you see T-Bar tonight? One second. I'm dead. These, these, nitro, nitros. these, these nitro Pepsis, bro. I don't know why they sound like that. They I'm taste great, you, though. Tell him. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I actually did notice him. He's fucking normal again. Hopefully he could go back to being normal again. He looks like a T-Bar Dijakovic. <laughs> He's got like the he camo really does, trunks. And oh god, he, uh, just uh, let the man be Dijak, bro. I mean, he definitely looks I'm better. He's got his hair back. Uh, but my god, man. My god, just let him. He's such a valuable asset to any roster. And this is what you have him doing. Um, yeah, so there's that, man. And L.A. Knight. Jesus. L.A. Knight is, uh, looks to be a manager or a men in black. Um, ah. They're making L.A. Knight a manager. Fucking, um, what's his face? Uh, backstage interviewer. Uh, the fuck? How do I forget his name? Uh, Drew Gulak. Um, Gulak. Yep, they made Gulak a fucking 
uh, not only a backstage like uh, interviewer, but apparently yeah. he's trying to. They want him to join commentary. Come on, bro. Let the, let the man wrestle, bro. Please. Yeah, another guy who is um, easily easily an upper mid carder uh, on any brand he's on. Easily. But... Dijakovic, man, Dijakovic, definitely a guy, definitely a guy who's such a valuable asset to any roster, bro. Another guy who is an upper mid-carder, even a lower main event tier type guy, you know? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Definitely he, has potential. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, same with LA Knight. He's so valuable as a wrestler, uh as well as a mouthpiece, um, he's, he's so valuable as a wrestler, um, as well as a mouthpiece, man, and WWE is just gonna waste him away to the point where, uh, they have another faction that they are ready to get rid of, so, there's that, man, there's that, um, Monday Night Raw opens up with Cody, uh, yes. Again. The past three weeks. It's going to be a repeating thing. Yeah. It's just going to keep happening. Um, uh, you know, I was really thinking about this all night, and I, I, I really put, I, I put my finger on it, man. I put my finger on it. I really, you guys know me, man. I really do mm-hmm. try looking at things from all perspectives, but I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys after we get done going through this segment. So, show opens up, Cody, uh, while Seth comes out, he calls out Cody, Cody comes out, um, you know, just being Cody, taking his time with his entrance again, and Seth is talking, uh, Seth is talking to Cody about, you know, respecting him, and stuff like that, and Cody kind of jumps the gun and he starts posing to the crowd, doing the same thing he did to the Miz, where he kind of just cuts him off and he just starts, you know, posing to the crowd. Seth is kind of getting a little upset. He goes to talk to Cody about respecting, you know, his family name again. And um, he, uh, before that, he told Cody never to do that to him again. And then he tries to tell, talk to him about uh, how much he respects his family again. And Cody. Uh, does the exact same thing again. He cuts Rollins off. He starts showboating to the crowd. Seth gets pissed at this point, um, and he pretty much just says, you know, I was just about to talk to you about respect and this and that, but um, since you want to disrespect me, you know, he starts telling him that, you know, he was Vince McMahon's hand-picked opponent, and, uh, um... The whole, you know, the whole spiel, pretty much, pretty, yeah. to, to an extent, what, kind of what Miz told him last week, um, Cody, Cody said something about, uh, we all know where I've been for the past six years, I think Seth told him something about him being away for six years, so Cody, again, says, you know, we all know where I was for six years, I was in a management position, yes, Cody, we all fucking know this. Um, yeah, he, I know that. You say that he was, he was in management and, you know, Seth starts talking about how he was Vince's, how Cody was Vince's handpicked opponent and he had no time to, you know, 
he had no time to prepare for him and this and that and Cody's um Cody's kind of just sitting there taking it and Seth Seth tells Cody I had no time to prepare at WrestleMania so how about tonight you have no time to prepare for an opponent that I pick for you and Cody uh Cody accepts and that was pretty much the end of this segment man but he talked uh you know he was they they talked about uh there was a point in this too where they talked about who was better uh and Cody Cody just playing up to the crowd uh, why don't we ask the fine people of Buffalo and he called Buffalo Rhodes country um dude I thought that was Georgia I don't get it man yeah. I don't get it Cody oh. Uh, I really don't. Everywhere this man goes is probably Rhodes country to him. Fucking mystery. Um, I'm telling you, bro. So, uh, he, you know, he's playing up to the crowd. Like I said, like he said, let's ask the fine people of Buffalo and this and that. And he talks about how him and Seth have history in this building and all this stuff, man. And <sighs> well. While I'm watching this, I just couldn't put my finger on it. What was what was wrong with this? And it honestly took me all night to kind of figure it out. Um, to it took me all night to really, really put my finger on it, and and really, uh, I mean, I wasn't thinking about it all night straight, but um, yeah, yeah during during the main event, I, I was kind of I kind of thought about it again, and I was like, man. And I, and I kind of, I kind of put my finger on what was just so wrong with this segment, and you know, it kind of just, it kind of just came off as a little unnatural to me. Uh, this isn't uh, the mm -hmm. main thing I think what is wrong with it, but like, just from, just from, um, just from, you know, just a plain view, or uh, I, it, it came off, it came off as, as very unnatural. I thought. And it kind of just came off as a little weird. Um, but what, I, what I'm really getting at here is I think what was wrong with the, what was so wrong with this segment. And it's just the run kind of so far seems a little disingenuine. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like the crowd is not fully behind him, if that makes sense. I feel like they're just cheering for him because he's Cody. You know what I mean? And exactly. It's like a dark order pop. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You just cheer him because, oh, it's Cody. So, my main thing is, and I was thinking about this while I was watching the main event. Like, what was wrong with that segment earlier? And I guess I'll put it like this. He is in WWE playing... He is Cody Rhodes, and that's a good thing. And, you know, he's not Stardust or Corey Rhodes or whatever all the jokes we make. He's Cody Rhodes, and he has his song, and he has his... He's... <clears throat> I don't even really know if you can oh, use this, but he's, he, yeah, 
I I was gonna say he is his AEW self, but I, he's kind of like a watered down version of his AEW self. But like he is his AEW self to an extent. You know, he's not fully WWEified yet. But I think what what it is for me no. at least, and let me know what what you think as well. But it just seems like a tired act, like. This guy's been trying to play like this hero and he's trying to be like this white meat baby face so bad. And it's like the, I I said this man and and I'll, I'll always say this, but it's like the initial moment he came back to WWE at WrestleMania is always going to be epic. It always is uh, with Cody. Um, it was just an it was an epic moment. I mean, it was just absolutely surreal to see him there. It was unbelievable. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you know, we talked about this as you know, we kind of settle into things. The obvious is that he just does not fit in WWE. I mean, you just look at the guy and no, you could just definitely. tell that he just does not fit in that company. Um, but in terms of his character himself, the constant stopping to you know, that was the thing with his AEW character. It's like, wow, he's a white, neat baby face, so to say, who absolutely yeah. loves himself, but he is an asshole, truly, inside, yeah. right? Like, he's eventually going to turn heel. No, that's not how things happen. And it seems like he's doing the same exact thing here. It really does. Mm-hmm. It seems like he is trying to be this white meat baby face and eventually people are going to turn on him uh, no matter if it's three weeks from now or three months from now or six months from now. You know people are eventually going to turn on him once this really dies down and he's out of his first feud and he's, you know, a couple feuds in or whatever. You know, he's really settled in. People are eventually going to turn on him because I feel like this white meat baby face gimmick is only meant, and Cody does it so well, for a heel turn. And if he doesn't exactly. want that, I don't know what he's expecting to get in a in WWE as opposed to AEW, but it's going to be the exact same way. It's going to be oh, the bro. exact same way, man. Um, History's going to repeat itself easily. And you can already see it in a way. You know what I mean? I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not coming on, I'm not coming on here and saying that the run sucks already. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying it just feels a little disingenuous if I'm being honest. And I feel like we're doing the same Homelander shit all over again. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, it feels like the same Cody was two years ago. Nothing's changed. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And you know, you would think he would have learned if he was going to stay nope. babyface, why doesn't he just kind of play like this cool babyface character or whatever? I mean, there are so many things you could do with his character. But it seems like we're headed in the same direction. I mean, the crowd is not going to play up to this white meat babyface stuff forever. They're just oh, not. Especially a WWE crowd. Yeah. They'll turn on him even worse, man. They're, yes, they really, really aren't, bro. They really aren't. Um... They're playing up to it now. We're three weeks in, man. But on this show, we do have a thing for talking about things uh, way before they happen. And 90% of the time, we do end up being right. And I'm saying it now, bro. Just the the crowd. Mm -hmm. The crowd is 
the crowd is just not going to play up to his white meat baby face game forever. And I really think it's going to get old, but I think that's, that's, I don't know. That's what I put my finger on, bro. Uh, I genuinely feel like this is just a tired act. It feels like we've seen all this before and we know how this ends. There is no heel turn. There is no nothing. It just stays like this, you know? And when WWE fans are disappointed in him, now he turned the heel, even they'll understand like, wow, what is this dude? What did we get? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Cody. Man, I sent that out in the tweet at the beginning of Raw, man. But every time Cody gets a mic since he's come back, man, I, I feel nothing. Me neither. I feel nothing but deja vu every week. It's playing up to the... Like you, like you said, it's... It's tiring. It's the same thing. The tired I'm watching act. the same Cody for like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Literally, man. It's and the like di- a year and, and a half. And the difference about us and these WWE fans that don't necessarily watch AEW, or maybe they tune in a little bit, or maybe they hate Tony Khan's guts. Um, what, whatever the case is, <laughs> the difference between us and them is they don't know how this ends. We do. Nope. We we know exactly. where this goes, man, because if this man felt so strongly that he did not want to turn heel so much that he left the company and, you know, that was a huge snowball. You could, Maybe that wasn't the exact reason he left, but that was a product of the reason he left, bro. The reason he fell out with Tony Khan was because Cody Rhodes was stale as shit and he was just Mm -hmm. giving tk just horrible stuff and then tk took his booking away do you think if cody rhodes was consistently booking himself great and when i say that i mean i when i say when i say that i don't mean uh jeff jarretting himself but i mean just putting himself just doing just producing great television with his character he doesn't have to always win He doesn't always have to be in the title no. picture, but just genuinely making good stuff. I don't think Tony Khan would have put his foot down and was like, yo, what are you guys doing with this creative shit, man? And I I think that was really at exactly. the beginning of all his Anthony Agogo stuff, and I really think that was the, the main <laughs> catalyst to it. But um, Yeah, like tipped it over. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, if this man's felt so strongly that he had to leave an entire company because he did not want to turn heel, what is, what is any different, what's different here? What's different? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly, man. I don't know, man. And Cody really doesn't know what he's in for, man, because if he stays babyface his whole career, and he, let's say he wins the money in the bank, then he cashes in in a babyface way wins in a baby face way and he stays champion as this good guy white meat baby face especially as wwe champion man oh man will they turn and can't wait for a bobby lashley to come in and beat him they Mm -hmm. people will fucking rejoice when he loses that thing man yeah i mean cody 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 his mind is very backwards. He he thinks deep down we're on his side, even the AEW fans, because he has this mentality. I can bet you this that if they do start to fuck Cody up, that they'll be mad. That 
AEW fans, WWE fans will be mad at the company for fucking Cody up. But the thing is, what Cody doesn't realize is that he's not a new star that's like on the rise. That's when they get when they get fucked up booking wise, people get annoyed. Cody was established. Cody established himself in AEW. When they start booking him like shit in WWE, nobody's gonna be bad for him. It's just gonna be we told you so. That's all he's gonna hear, and he's gonna hate to hear that, man. Cody Rhodes the definition of delusional. Whether it's not wanting to turn babyface, thinking the people are always gonna be with him whenever this happens or this happens. The crowd the crowd's gonna turn on him, bro. Uh, they are, and I could already tell it's already starting, man. They like they you don't just... even care. You just watch him, and you just think it's too good to be true. And eventually, it's going to exactly. run out because these WWE crowds don't stay behind somebody like this for very long. No, you man. Know? God, no. And another thing that really kills Cody Rhodes in this company, I was thinking about this right before the main event. It was the wedding segment. I was just thinking, there is a 24-7 wedding segment. Right before a Cody Rhodes match. That <laughs> stuff like that is going to keep on going. And once people really feel like, wow, I'm watching 24 segment, 24-7 championship segment, and Cody Rhodes is up next. Or Cody Rhodes was just on. Now I have to see this title. Stuff like that, man. Once <laughs> Cody gets paired next to the bullshit, man, oh, man. It, it already happened tonight. But man, oh man, is it just going to get worse? Cody Rhodes is just falling down the rabbit hole, man. You hate to see it. And again, I I don't think the run so far has been bad. You know what I mean? It's no. just been... just been nothing. You, you it's, can... I, I don't feel... It's, it, yeah, it's something you can easily tell is going to have a short shelf life. And once again, exactly. nobody is talking about this stuff except for us. Like, none of this feels permanent. You know what I mean? Like, when somebody debuts in AEW, usually it feels like, wow, they're going to be here for the next how many years. I can't wait to see all what they do, man. But with Cody in this company, it, it really, I don't see this, you know, continuing for years to come. You know what I mean? It it has a very short shelf life, and, and once Vince gets bored, man, it, it's really over with because... My God, I've—I wonder how that Cody Rhodes merch is selling, cause he better hope it's selling like hotcakes, man. Cause once it starts to not, he's doomed, man. He's doomed. But like I said, the run ain't bad. Um, it's kind of just there, which I hate to say about Cody Rhodes, but he's kind of just there, and his his promos, like he said, are, are are literally the same, man. They really are, man, and. It's just going to continue. And when the fans catch on, then he's really doomed, man. Because it'll, like you said, we know what's going to happen. They don't. And I can't wait to see them do the same thing AEW fans were doing at the end of Cody's run. They're going to be throwing the belt back. They're going to be booing the shit out of them. And with WWE fans, I can't wait for Cody to get what chance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to start crying. <clears throat> Um, 
Do you hear all this stuff about John Moxley coming back to WWE? <laughs> I've been seeing that all over. That shit's hilarious, bro. Bro, I'm gonna be honest. I really don't see it. I really no, don't I fucking don't. see it. I don't see him coming back. Like Jericho. I really don't. All right, I'll give you that. I could see. I could see Jericho. Like. As much as I think he loves and believes in AEW, and I don't really believe there to be any bad blood there, because normally the one thing I will say about Chris Jericho, usually when he's done doing shit that sucks, he will admit it and he will make fun of himself. You know that mm-hmm. if I could say one thing about Jericho, it's it's that. Um, but you know he doesn't Definitely. really put the blame on anybody else but himself. Um, no, it's just like, yeah, that shit was kind of ass. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, he, he doesn't really put the blame on anybody but himself unless he was, like, forced into doing something, per se. But... Yeah, some goofy shit. Um, with John Moxley, bro, I, I keep... I, I, I hear I hear a lot of people saying that he... Uh, a lot of people think he's going to get the Cody deal where he's going to be able to come in and be John Moxley and be himself i just don't see it bro like i mean Dude, you could I be don't. right they could be right they could be wrong maybe maybe i'm just not seeing mm-hmm. something but like I, I just can't see it i mean i know he said he'd be open to it or he said something like he said he'd be open to listening but mm-hmm. i just don't see it bro i just don't like the life he likes to live in wrestling, the places he likes to go wrestle for, he likes the, to do all that shit. You the know kind, what I mean? the kind of promos he likes to cut, I just don't, I just don't see that. I just don't see that because, you know, you know he knows, his first couple months are gonna be a blast, and then once he's oh, stuck yeah. outside of, uh, once he's stuck outside of Vince McMahon's office trying to get creative pitches to go through again you know it's gonna you know that's gonna eventually piss him off i really mm-hmm. i really just don't see it i mean if anything i could see him doing a really short run like a really short run in that company but even then i i don't see it like it could happen I, I really don't see it. I think he likes what he's doing. Not even in just AEW, but just in the business in general, mm-hmm. outside of that company. I think yeah. he just likes what he's, he gets to do. He likes the freedom. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Very weird, but man, I, I, I agree with you, bro. I, I just, I can't see him leaving, dude. I just can't. God, um, no. Uh... Veer. Veer Mahan continues to carve his path of destruction. Oh. He cripples uh, Jake. Jobber, whatever the fuck his name is. Yes, I don't know. He cripples some jobber. He puts on his hold that looks like it does not hurt whatsoever. And well, yeah, that really. was that was it for Veer. Nothing for the Mysterios. Uh, Nothing to cry over this week, man. Dominic Mysterio was not on the show. Uh, so, yeah. So oh, that's, man. um, that's, uh, yeah, that was Veer's segment. This guy fucking sucks, man. Um, Bro, what do they have to give him? 
the fucking foreigner gimmick, the fucking incoherent foreigner that just <sighs> makes noises. I feel like he could have been pretty. I could I could have seen him as as a decent mid card man. I could have, but then they yeah. give him the fucking incoherent, fucking screaming caveman gimmick. Yeah, and um, nothing nothing changes. I'm not really too big on his attire or anything no. like that. I'm not really too big on his attire. Uh, and just, like I said, his, his, or, yeah, his, his whole presentation and his um, his mannerisms, like you said, like all the noise making and just like... Weird faces, that those weird intense faces he has to make. Yeah, like, it's I don't like... Actually... Be, think it'd be better a better setting is like under la night put him in a suit let us see something different okay I, yeah i'd like i totally like that a lot better than whatever we're getting now um at least fucking try it out instead of just fucking caveman literally the same thing we got while, while he was a gender mahal he just stood mm-hmm. there and just looked menacing even though he's I mean, not he's with gender um yeah, remember Veer, Shanky, and Gender? Oh my god, oh yeah. Dude, I totally forgot. Man, bro, it's been so long for this motherfucker to debut. I forgot he was that dude. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh, man. It took way too long to debut this fucking guy. Holy shit. Yep. I just forgot that. I just the, remembered. Oh my god. The Bring Your Cousin to Work Day faction. Uh, this fucking idiot. Jenner Mayhow. Uh, Sonia Deville is uh, talking about how she is, uh, you know, coming for Bianca Belair's title because she wants to be the EST and this and that. And Bianca comes out, gets in her face, goes to take her earrings off. And Sonia Deville pulls the whole. I am a WWE Mm. official gimmick. I'm like, oh, okay. It's just... And she says, uh, I want to beat you where it matters the most. And I thought she was going to say backlash. No, she's going to beat her next week on Raw uh, versus... um, uh, Or for the Raw Women's Championship, I mean, in Bianca's hometown. Of Knoxville, Tennessee. So there you have it. Tennessee. Yeah. Um. Man, like, uh, how many times do we have to see this fucking corrupt official gimmick? Um. Also, yeah. Seriously, bro. Also, yeah. It is stale. Just get her back in the ring, bro. Just get her back in the ring, please. Um. Also. I understand that uh, Sonya Deville, um, I understand it's her style, and she rocks it well. But, bro, the tight suit did not go at all with Bianca Belair trying to pick her up. Sonya couldn't fucking move. No. You see how stiff her legs Literally were? Literally, her ass stiff. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, she was like a damn fucking mannequin. Bro, I said. <laughs> stiff ass fucking suit. Bro, I, bro, she looked as stiff as a fucking Minecraft character, bro. She was fucking, oh, she was up for the KOD, and her legs were straight. Her arm, she could barely move her one arm. Uh, she had it like wrapped around Bianca's head. She's got the microphone in the other hand. I'm like, what is going on, man? And, and she's her telling, fucking microphone hand. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, what are you saying? Go ahead. Oh, you're good. Oh. Yeah, her fucking microphone hand was fucking... It was so stiff that the same microphone position she was in standing up, she was on in the KOD, bro. Her arm didn't move mm -hmm. at all. Nope. It was still in the same goddamn position with that mic. Yep. <laughs> so, while she's up in the air, she's telling Bianca to put her down. She's telling her to put her down or else she's gonna uh, fine her and there's gonna be consequences and she's gonna strip the title from her. And give it to herself or something like that. But Bianca throws her down and gets out of the ring. Ah, the just... I mean, Adam Pearce is okay. But um, Adam Pearce is okay. I, I like They've featured him a lot less. Which I like. Which um, I like. But mm -hmm. Sonya is... Uh, now that she's in a Raw women's title picture, bro. Uh, and they've kind of started drifting her and Pearce apart. I, I think she needs to just go back to being a full on-screen talent. The WWE official thing is just... It, it gotta end. It, and I think it, it will with this mm. feud, but it, it's gotta happen sooner, bro. Yeah, Please. absolutely. It's it's definitely old as shit, bro. Um, so, uh, she's in the back with Adam Pearce a little bit later, and she says... Um, you know, you need to find Bianca, and Adam Pierce says, eh, I, I find her, and Bianca walks up, hands Adam Pierce a dollar, as Adam Pierce just got done telling Sonya Deville that she is under investigation for her corruptness. Okay. Oh. What are we, living in fucking Gotham? What does that mean? She is corrupt. You know what's corrupt? This company. Forget fucking Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce. Bro, this company is corrupt enough. Exactly, bro. Fucking investigators. They got Cody on the case. Bianca's getting screwed over. That's only a job for Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> <laughs> um. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan lose their match to Sasha Banks and Naomi. Rhea Ripley taking the pin. Sasha and Naomi dip. Afterwards, um, afterwards, Rhea and Liv are arguing in the ring, and you can hear Rhea saying, anytime you need help, I'm there. Where were you and I need you? Like, she did it on purpose. Um, so, you know, whatever. That's besides the point. But, you know, she's in Liv's face. She's arguing, you know, where were you at when I need you? You failed on this tag team. You failed. You just kept hearing her kind of repeat the same stuff. Uh, just stuff like that. And um, Liv uh, finally has enough. She goes to walk away and Rhea Ripley attacks her. Gives her, um, um, gives her actually a pretty damn cool looking Riptide. Usually the Riptide looks uh, just horrible because Rhea doesn't lift them up all the way, mm -hmm. you know. But with Liv, she, like, lifted yeah. her up damn near in powerbomb position. So it looked really sick. Because, um, man, some of the Riptides Ripley gives, like, geez, can you lift them up a little bit more so it she looks just... like it hurts? Exactly. Literally, bro. She just drops them from fucking, like, stomach distance basically half the time. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so she turns on Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley finally turns heel. 
And it looks like she will soon be standing on the mountain of op- omnipotence, or whatever it's called. Oh, Lord. Uh, Yay. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> um, yeah, uh... Yeah, so Liv Morgan gets turned on, man, and Rhea Ripley finally turns heel. I believe the past two tag teams she was in. She was in the one with Nikki, and wasn't there one before that? I think there was. I forgot what the hell it was. I think she was in one before Nikki. She was in one with Nikki. Well, regardless, was it she, was, she was in... No. She was in Super Brutality. You know, Nikki Nikki turns. Rhea makes it seem like she doesn't give up on friendships. And, you know, that whole whack storyline they had going on. And then she does the same exact thing to Liv Morgan. Literally, bruh. Doesn't make sense. Who cares? Yeah, so Liv, uh, yeah, Liv Morgan gets turned on, man, as Rhea Ripley turns heel, and yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, being in, uh, being on the mountain of omnipotence, uh, makes a little bit more uh, importance uh, on this show for Rhea Ripley. So, yeah, man, I mean, uh, this uh, being in something with Edge is uh, definitely going to be way better than whatever she's doing now. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes, man. And uh, with Rhea Ripley being in the group, it can uh, hopefully offer something a little fucking different than a complete ripoff of the House of Black. And um, as you can tell by the promo tonight, there is a little bit of a pinnacle influence on the whole Edge faction yep. thing. He talked about being on the pinnacle of the Mountain of Omnipotence. So. Dude, yeah, man. That man really watches AEW, bro. I know. He's a, he's a fucking mark. My God. Bro, I'm telling you, that man don't skip a thing. I, I bet bro watches Dark. And I bet he watches Dark Elevation. He looks Probably. like an AEW Dark fan. <laughs> I never met many of them, but maybe he is one. Um, <laughs> I can see it. Uh, yeah, so, yes, um, yeah, I'm excited, definitely excited for Rhea Ripley, bro, uh, yes, uh, like I said, let's just get this woman, um, doing something, doing anything but me waiting for her to go a- go to AEW, bro, because, Jesus Christ. Exactly, bro, because, my God. A lie detector segment, a lie detector test segment. Kevin Owens is out here with Chad Gable. And Kevin Owens says that Chad Gable has a 2.0 GPA. That shit was funny as hell. Um, Talking about the smartest man I know. He has a 2.0 GPA. This dumb fuck. Talking about the smartest guy you know. He's got a 2.0 GPA and... Chad Gable corrected himself. He tells everyone to shoosh. They call out Ezekiel. Um, the whole stuff with Ezekiel, bro, it's like, 
Uh, I don't love it. I don't necessarily hate it. I just want to know no. where the fuck, like, what is the end game to this? What's the? I was about to say, what's what's the fucking end goal? What's the end game here? Usually, it, gonna have Ezekiel be Ezekiel, or is he gonna reveal himself as Elias? What the fuck's going on here? Uh, what's the point? Yeah, it's like, Does, like I said, I don't love it. Mm -hmm. I don't hate it. It literally just happens every week. It just happens, and I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I truly, truly do not know, bruh. Um, yeah, e Ezekiel. I really do not, man. I, I just, I don't know. Um, so. I don't get it. I mean, either, bro. Um, yeah, they do this whole lie detector test, and you know, Ezekiel's telling the truth about most of the stuff. He's Elias's younger brother. His name is not Elias. This and that. Kevin Owens gets pissed off, storms off, and um, yeah, and then we have a match between Ezekiel and Chad Gable, which Ezekiel loses because um, Otis interferes. So that was that. Oh my god, man. Literally, where is this going? Seriously. Uh, they don't even know. I, I could already say they don't even know. That's that's the only thing for me, man. I mean, th this this by no means is, is storyline of the year or anything like that. I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't love it. I don't really hate it. It's kind of just there. No, it really garners... There. It really garners no reaction for me, man. I really don't care. Uh, no. And it's because you just see something like this, and it is literally WWE doing something on a whim to just feature Elias on television because, you know, why are they yeah. paying him, I guess? But, um, but, man, you can do so much better with this dude. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. They just put him they just put him on TV uh just to be there and yeah, that's that's it, man. And you could just tell by watching it there is no there is absolutely no end game here. They have they don't know what they want to do. They have no end goal. This is something that is just going to abruptly end and then it will never be speaking of or heard from again. Uh but yeah, it seems like they just did this just to get this guy on TV for some odd reason uh, and exactly. have him doing something, and <laughs> this is it. Since they were bringing him back after Mania anyway, I would, even if they were going to do this Ezekiel shit, the injury to Rick Moogs could have been your uh, opportunity to actually use Elias, have him replace Rick Boogs, and then when Boogs come back, they could have a thing against each other to who's the better musician or whatever the fuck you could have literally done anything else with elias bro and you do little brother is this uh, i don't get it man uh, I don't, like i said like you said don't hate it I, I i just it's just like why why do i have to watch this segment what is the point of this this won't matter in the next yeah. two months it's yeah exactly it's just a typical wwe thing man where you just look at it and you know it's not worth investing any of your time in because it is just something that they don't even know what to do with so exactly it's it's, it's not gonna go anywhere man 
Austin Theory. It's really not. Austin Theory. You mean Theory? Oh, right. Finn Balor. Finn Balor defends the U.S. title against Theory. That is horrible. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's still bad. Yeah, bro. Um. Can you hear her? I can. Jesus. Yeah, I. Feel your pain, bro. Well, if you guys can hear the dogs, I apologize, but uh, I, I have no idea what is going on. I don't know why they're barking so much, but regardless, regardless, um, Finn Balor defends his U.S. title that he has done absolutely nothing with. As a matter of fact, when did he I forgot win he was that US title? Champion, let me let me see. Dude, I don't know. Dude, I still thought Damian Priest was champion for a second until he <laughs> came out with it. Let me see. Um, <clears throat> U.S. Championship. Didn't he win it on Raw after Mania? If I'm guessing. The Raw what? The Raw after Mania, I think. Finn? No. No, he's had that thing for a minute. Um, He's had that thing for a minute. <laughs> I just don't know... Oh, um, my God. Oh, yeah, he did. He was champion going into Mania. Oh my god. Yeah, when the fuck did he win it then? I think it was only a couple weeks before Mania. What the fuck, man? Fucking Finn, bro. Okay. Go all the way down the list. Ah, uh, okay. Almost. Oh, alright. 49 days. 49 days. Really? He's held the title since February 28th. That February. is when he won it. Oh my god. Yeah, so all of March and halfway through April, he was the U.S. champ and probably appeared on TV three times uh, in yeah, something meaningful. Um, Literally, bro. Holy shit. I thought it was like a fucking... <laughs> Three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. These two men. These two. Um. Uh. Yeah. There he gets his U.S. title match, and lo and behold, Austin Theory defeats Finn Balor, and is the new United States champion. Holy shit. Oh um, God. Uh, I mean, Austin Theory is not the Austin Theory is not necessarily what I'm holy shitting about, but Finn Balor. Yikes! This man My has lost God. the U.S. title, and I genuinely have no idea. I think you have a pretty good guess. Uh, but in WWE, I have no idea what, what what is next for him. I mean, there is literally nothing other than a nice a nice email. So, wrong tone. Literally, the only thing, and I've seen a lot, is that he could help AJ in his feud. But like, for what one fucking episode of Raw, he could help him with. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, unless they're gonna make well, those two gonna tag, team. tag But they wouldn't want to. I don't think they want to put AJ in a tag team again right after Omal. I think they still want to use him as a singles guy. So, what's left for Finn? Except, like Durante called him earlier, a John Gigavitis email, bro. Come on, bro. No, like. <laughs> um. Finn, man. You hate to see it, man. You yeah, really I do. mean. He's. I could. Hmm. I could maybe see them. I could maybe see Finn helping him. And then. Uh... Do you think maybe they would want Finn in Edge's faction? No. Uh, they. I mean. I could see I mean, that being a very WWE thing to do. That's true. That's true. Damn, they, they might. That would be the swerve to AJ, but then AJ Maybe. really looks like a fucking, like a like a fucking asshole just getting fucking turned on by everybody. Like shit. Like what the fuck did AJ do, bro? Like I don't know, man. I I could see it. That sounds very WWE, but I don't think they care enough about Finn to put him in that group. That is true. That yeah, is true, I mean, man. Um, that That's where that comes from. Because at least right now, it's people they quote-unquote care about. Like a Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley. You know, they, they care about him, like people say, but they, you know, they truly don't. But with Finn, dude, they, they don't feel anything. The way we feel towards Cody right now is the way they feel towards Finn times 10, bruh. Yeah. They feel nothing for the man, which is um, sad. I don't even think they care about the demon at this point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, a couple years ago, they were rushing, you know, to make something mm -hmm. make sense to get the, to somehow get the demon on WrestleMania, you know, because they wanted the demon because everybody wanted to see the demon. And this year, nothing. They didn't care. care to put him they, on did, the show. they didn't care to look at him twice, bro. They didn't even care to look at him nope. once. You know, um, exactly. you know. And he had he had staring him right in the face something to do at Mania. Damian Priest versus mm -hmm. the demon. Nothing. Easy Nothing. Match. Nothing. That would have seemed like something W that would have seemed like something right up WWE's alley, because that is exactly what they did with Bobby Lashley and the Demon a couple years ago at mm -hmm. WrestleMania 35. But in this case, like I said, they didn't even look at him once. They were like, oh, okay, they kind of set it up, so I'm like, alright, they're gonna do Finn versus Damian Priest, the demon, you know, versus Priest, but nothing. I thought it was at least gonna be on the pre-show or something. Yeah, nothing. at least. At least, bro. That's um, how you, if he, as a champion, wasn't even put on Mania, they they don't care about him. They don't they don't even care about the demon at this point. Mm -hmm. He's nothing exactly. but an email at this point, which which really shouldn't be, man. But he he's worth so much more outside of this company. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And uh, you know, I always hear, oh. 
why 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 is this guy gonna go to AEW? Their roster is is so bloated and why is this guy gonna go to AEW? His star is gonna be lessened. My answer to that question is Kevin Owens. What is Kevin Owens doing right now that is so much better than anything he would have been doing in AEW? Exactly, Had the man bro. went to AEW, exactly. he would have been doing something better than just in the current state he's okay, in well, now. He's just stagnant, bro. He's just stagnant. Exactly he's just, nothing. He's just there. Literally, it's just whatever they need these people to do. They'll just do a random feud here, random feud there. That's basically after Mania this year summed up. It's just random nothing feuds it's people trying Cody's to start too. It, it's it's genuinely feel it's gen, it i feel it's genuinely just people trying to start some sort of aew is over party kind of in a way yeah you know what i mean like everybody's everybody's so high on roman at the moment and even though he's wwe champion and hasn't been on raw and since the raw after mania two three weeks ago whatever the case was i think it was two weeks ago he hasn't been on raw in two weeks he's a wwe champ and like i either way you go with that you're fucked because he the raw roster looks like idiots because what are they fighting for and then if you put roman mm-hmm. on raw you're just gonna overexpose him so any any which way you turn, you are fucked. It's bad. Exactly. They fucked themselves. Um shouldn't have unified the titles, man. This company doesn't know how to do singular titles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Uh so with um with Finn, God, oh no, that's that is not what we were talking about. Yeah, so everybody's so high on that, and everybody's so high on Cody Rhodes being back in WWE. We're not focusing on some of the other things that are happening in this company, like why did Kevin Owens resign and Finn Balor just? I mean, they He's like. What are you doing with this man, bro? It just does, it doesn't make any sense, dude. It does not make any sense. Everybody's I ke- I kept seeing this all over social media, man. I seen this one video, this podcast, and these guys were or it might not I don't even think it was a podcast. It was like a clip from a YouTube video and these guys were talking about how you can see the cracks in AEW starting to form. What cracks? Like what? Satnam Singh? That's the only fucking crack I could see because other than that, other than that, people literally are just saying that because they lost Cody Rhodes and Roman holds two titles that don't mean a fucking thing. Exactly. And Cody Rhodes lost. It's a loss, but it's not a crack because it's not AEW internally has did some fuck shit to him. Bro's just delusional. He left because he was delusional. Did they have to take an L with the lost Cody Rhodes? Yeah, but it's not a crack. It's Cody just being fucking weird. And besides, I mean, where are you people when 
90% of your WWE superstars are unhappy as hell when they show up to work. That's exactly, not a bro. Crack to you, exactly. But AEW losing Cody Rhodes, which of course that's a loss. Of course that's a loss. Um, I don't. I just don't understand how that's a crack. I mean, it, it happens. It happens. People leave. It's the show goes on. I don't know. I don't know, man. But no that is what I feel. WWE. Exactly, bro. That is what I feel, man. I feel like people are trying to start this AEW is over party because they think that WWE's on a high right now. And if you'll just watch the fucking show, it is not the case whatsoever. Whatsoever, man. It's so classic WWE. Their fans get super hyped for like a fucking month long period. And then it's just going to come all crashing down. Exactly. Exactly, man. So, Austin the oh, Theory wins the United States Championship, bro. And this, uh, I, I, uh, Theory, like I said, I mean, nothing really to say on Theory other than congrats, I guess. But, man, the thing yeah. here is, is thin, bro. I feel like everybody's feeling it tonight. Everybody's feeling it tonight. Like, what? There's really nothing left for this man to do other than no. see his way out of the company. In all There's honesty. Really nothing exactly. They don't see nothing for him. So, what's, what's left, man? What's the only thing they see for people and they don't see anything else? An email. Um, do you even want to Trash talk bag. about this damn ceremony? Nope. I don't either. All I'm going to okay. say is it was sloppy as hell. And it sucked. That's it. The only thing I'm going to say is why the fuck would you put Sasha Banks out there to watch oh, that? Oh, God. Exactly, fire? bro. And they didn't even call it like a wedding segment. What did they call it? They called it uh, the, like a, 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 a dual ceremony or something like that. Yeah, like a dual uni, unity ceremony. Yeah, something like, like bro, that. What? Yeah. Bro, this company, the shit they have to name. They, they can't call a thing a thing. They have to call it their own fuck. They can't call a hat a hat. They have to call a hat whatever the fuck they want to call it. And it's fucking annoying, man. Just call it a wedding, not a fucking two-person unification life, whatever. <sighs> well, that's, that's, that's just the normal term for it. I mean, I don't know where you get this wedding term from, but it's, a, you, it's a two-person unification. You know? it, it is just like how it's it's not a hospital it's a local medical facility right Simple. like if i break my arm i'll be like oh my god you gotta take me to a local medical facility <laughs> dude you i'm know? surprised they call an ambulance an ambulance man i really am i'm surprised they didn't make up their own fucking word for it oh yeah, i mean you, you can even look on their website man i mean i remember a couple years ago i was shopping for onesies for my niece Oh, and I'm oh, typing yeah. in onesie, and I can't find shit. And I'm looking around, and I eventually find it like a half hour later, and they're called baby creepers. Who the fuck what? calls a onesie a creeper? Literally, bro. You the know, fuck, I'm, I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> they just call their shit weird shit. Like, the fanny pack, I remember a fanny pack had a weird name. Yeah, it, it was, it was um, like, a, like a something pouch or like, bro, just call it what it is. You don't have see. to have your own trademark name for everything. My God. 
What is with this company? Just, just call me shit, weird shit. Man. Yeah, so it, I looked up fanny is. pack, and there's nothing for that, so let me see. Oh, okay. They probably don't sell that shit anymore. Probably no one bought that garbage. Who would? I know they I'm really used to surprised have... they call a flag a flag. <laughs> okay, okay. Apparel. It's just an apparel. No, well, fucking. Jackets and outerwear. Was it a waste pack? Yep, it was a waste pack. Yeah, a waste pack. That's what it is. Like, like bro, what? What? Like, what is this shit? That's what it was. It was a Bray Wyatt waste pack. Like, dude, it's a fanny pack. Like, exactly. I'm surprised they don't have a weird name for t-shirts. Uh, I really don't. Um. God. A. A, a chest cover, <laughs> something. Would, <laughs> but it um, would. yeah, man. So, yeah, this dual ceremony was just uh, this dual unification ceremony was just absolutely atrocious. It was absolutely it really atrocious, was, man. Uh, no point to really talk about it. Bobby sure Lashley sure. and Omas <laughs> MVP. Broke up with Bobby Lashley to then, two weeks later, challenge Bobby Lashley to an arm wrestling contest with Omo. Poor Bobby Lashley, man. He deserves so much better on this show, bro. He really does. I, I say that every week, but he, he should be fucking champion, bro. He should be. 100%. 100%. He shouldn't be delegated to an Omo feud. No. Not at all. He is uh, leagues above that. Seriously, dude. They do this all the time with these guys, man. They throw all these people in front of them to try to get him over. And in mm -hmm. turn, you do nothing but make your roster look like shit. Do you, think, do you think anything good is going to come out of Bobby Lashley and Omos? For Omos. The guy's going to be just as bad as he was six months ago. You know? Exactly. There's going to be no evolution, so why even try? You I know mean, there's not going to be an evolution with Omo. My God, bro. I mean, this guy, you threw John Morrison in front of him. You threw the Viking Raiders in front of him. You threw this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. You threw AJ Styles in front of him. You threw Beside all him these... Front, and it still didn't work. You threw all these people in front of him, bro, and not, and the guy has not gotten better whatsoever. And now you're attempting to throw Bobby Lashley in front of Omos and put him with MVP and think that things are going to change. Literally, you put a mouthpiece bro. with somebody who is incredible at wrestling, but maybe they can't mm -hmm. talk. You don't put a mouthpiece to somebody who can't do either. Literally. You're just fucking putting tape on a completely destroyed object. Again, that can't be fixed with tape. This guy, Omos, is wrestling in the wrong era. He really If he would have been bro. wrestling in the 90s, he would have been a 
fucking megastar. We are not in the 90s. Uh, This guy's just wrestling in the wrong era, bro. He is not it, dude. And now Bobby Lashley is the next name to see if we can try to get this guy over. And it's never going to work. It's not going to work. Exactly. Um, So, yeah. Arm wrestling. What is it? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Not an arm wrestling competition. It looks like. Mm -hmm. This is called an arm wrestling clash. Bro, why? Just call a thing a thing. Stop with this fucking premium live events, arm wrestling clash. Bro, just call a thing a thing, please. It's an arm wrestling clash, bro. Oh, my God. John of the Fedna says, Tony Khan, save the wrestling save the wrestling business uh that's another thing we were just talking about with this um with this uh tony khan and a people trying to start the uh aew is over party because of this wwe season that is really not all that it uh all you got to do is watch the show um you know tony khan i i say this all the time man but i just want you guys to think about what North American professional wrestling would be like uh, without Tony Khan. Think oh, about God. it. What would what would wrestling in the states be like without Tony Khan in 2022? Uh, me as a fan, I'm fucking telling you that shit. Says Prince, go to AEW. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Oh, absolutely. Bro. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Tony, uh, Tony Khan, bro. Uh, where the hell would American professional wrestling be without Tony Khan? In the can, bro. It would. God damn. It would. I mean, it's not even necessary. Like, that's what people always try to say. Like, oh, you're just, like, hating on WWE. You, you know, yeah. we all hear that a lot. But it's, like, my genuine reaction to the, to these shows is that I feel nothing. I genuinely Dude, don't I feel anything watching the show, bruh. I nothing. You know I what I mean? Anger at this point. Yeah, I mean it's, it's just, just I mean bad. it's it's just you just you just I mean, my god, it's you know, we always bring up we always bring up this point, man, but it's like you wanna <laughs> you wanna see it. You wanna see it succeed because you are a fan of it and a lot of your guys are over there, man, but the company just does you no fucking favors, bro. They do exactly. you no favors, man. And it's like, you just feel nothing. Everybody feels the same. Everybody feels watered down. Like, God. No one, they're all in the same shallow pool, bro. No one can go into the fucking ocean. It's all just the same fucking... It just feels the same, no matter no, what. No uh, one thrives. Exactly. No matter what part of the card you watch, no matter if it's main event, low, low fucking mid card, high mid card, if everything feels the same, literally everything feels the same, and the same feeling they all have is just, it's it's happening. It is what they have written down for this week, man. It, it it's just pointless, man. It really is. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. It just, I mean, my God, my God, like, I always say this, man, but like, I love WWE. 
I always will. You just want them to be better, bro. You just fucking exactly. want them to be better. But when you watch their shows compared to what I know and what I grew up watching, the shit just feels dead. The yep. shit just feels dead. And another thing I was going to say with that 24-7 double commitment ceremony, that's what it's called. That's what the fuck they called it. The, the double commitment. commitment ceremony. Exactly the reason why Raw needs to be two hours. Yep. Do you know you how much say. more enjoyable the show would be if it was at two hours? Now, I'm not saying it's going to be fantastic. But do you know what that extra hour does for the amount of dreadfulness that this show brings? Dude, it adds so much of it. You know how much I would love to do Unscripted at 9, 9 o'clock? Bro, I would love it. I would that, love that shit. That would be we have to do an extra hour of Raw of a 24-7 segment of this, of that. Like, Imagine at, 930, or at 8.30, Cody's match started. That... Is perfect timing, man. I'd love that. That sounds awesome. But it had to start at nine thirty. Whole hour later. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a contract thing, but if it, if they're just contracted to WWE television for three hours, make two hour, two hours raw, and some type of talk show for an hour afterwards. Yeah. And do a recap show of the last week, like. Basically, make it there fucking unscripted if you fucking wanted to. Just do something. I would anything that could just warrant a two-hour. They could run. call theirs scripted. <laughs> they would too. Raw scripted. Um. Funny thing is, they don't even have a script. Vince rips it up. Oh Jesus! Yeah, man. So Cody wrestles in the main event. Him and Owens are fighting on the outside. Uh, Owens. Eventually gets on the outside. Rollins yells at him to get your fat ass in the ring. You could literally hear Seth Rollins saying that. He says, get your fat ass in the ring. Owens looks at him like, what the fuck did you just say? And he dips. He dips. He says, this is your problem. And he walks away and gets himself counted out. Um, and Cody wins. Cody, this was interesting at the end of it, gets on the second rope to showboat to the crowd again. Seth pushes him off, Seth jumps on the table, and Cody Rhodes starts clutching his ankle. I hope mm. he is not injured, because that would uh, suck. That would really suck. He, that man is already doomed. That would worsen it. Bro, if he comes back and gets injured... By the time he up, comes man. back, bro, pa yes, pack it Vincent the would fuck up. Faith, bro. Oh, I, 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 he, I, and he better hope that that man is not injured legitimately. Yes, bro. I noticed that right as they went off the air and I said, I said, uh-oh, I'm like, this man uh -oh. is sitting there clutching his ankle, bro. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's, that's not good if it's, I mean, I, man, I really hope he is not injured because if he is, not, oh. That is not going to be good at all. I just asked for the email right then and there, bruh. Um, CM Punk. Well, that was Monday Night Raw. That was Monday Night Raw. Not the CM Punk part, but... um, Yes, that was Monday Night Raw, man. And my God, I hope Cody Rhodes is not injured. Because he even uh, unhooked his boot 
He unhooked mm-hmm. his boot, and he was sitting there clutching his ankle. And I was like, oh, no. That's not good. Oh, um, Yeah, not good whatsoever, bro. Not good whatsoever. Um, Yeah, and that was raw. Um, Horrible. Mm. Absolutely yep. atrocious. AEW Dynamite. Dynamite, man. We are... Uh, bringing you guys, uh, well, they, they brought us this Dynamite episode from New Orleans, Louisiana. And man, New Orleans was lit, bruh. They were fucking lit. They were. Um, This was, was a fantastic time. crowd, bro. This was a fantastic crowd. Um, Show opens up with CM Punk versus Penta Oscuro. Bro, Dude. please. I can't stand this dude in the whole act and oh. just stop it, please, dude. Why can't it, like? I like how their in-ring style has evolved into a more actually watchable style. You know what I mean? But man, do I do I miss their old feel to them when AEW started? They were cool when AEW started, bro. Now, dude, now they're just so fucking goofy, man. I I. I'm not interested in them at all. No, no, not at all. Not at all, bro. Um, whenever we see Phoenix, uh, for the most part, he's pretty good. Uh, he yeah, was, I... Remember about a year ago, around Double or Nothing, when he was on mm-hmm. his little singles run, and he was lighting Dude, it key. up, bro. I love that shit, man. When like... they got the Lucha Bros back together... It fell apart. Um, the exactly. peak was them winning the titles, and by God, did that rain suck. I remember telling you like a month into it, I'm like, like man, I am not into this title reign. I am not no. into this title reign. And there was no fire. Yeah, it's like we, we were like, all right, uh, not into it now, but oh, let's see where it goes. Let's see where it goes, man. And it went absolutely nowhere absolutely nowhere it was atrocious it was truly atrocious bro um as for penta oscuro first things first get alex oberhantes away from pentagon bro he ruins his act so bad dude you oh man dude, i hate it i fucking can't stand him we, we've been over this a million times. I can't stand the fucking dude. Get him out there. Get he ruined him Penta. The, bro, get him the fuck out of here, man. What is this shit? It's like watching James Ellsworth. Like, I don't want to see this shit. <laughs> I don't want to see a fucking goober on my fucking TV. Seriously, bro. Seriously. So, that's the first thing, man. Um, Yes. The second thing is just the gimmick itself needs to go. What is so different about Penta Oscuro from Penta L0M, Penta L0 Miedo, Pentagon Junior, Penta Pentagon Miedo, I don't know, man. Whatever alias he's going by, what is so different other than the fact that he walks to the ring dancing with a shovel or doing like a... That like a, weird uh, ass walk he does. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, what is the difference? 
I, I really don't. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Terrible. There was a spot in this match, man, where CM Punk, CM Punk got, uh, he fell off the top rope, and it looked like he kind of got injured, but um, he did keep going in the match, and he did end up winning the match. They had a really cool sequence to the end of the match. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was. Let me let me try to look really quick. I know it was like it was something into a GTS. Really cool. Um, Okay. Yes, I okay. I knew it was something like that. Okay, so Pentagon, um, uh, he springboarded on the middle rope almost to give um CM Punk like a Cody Rhodes esque disaster kick, um, mm -hmm. and he got caught with a GTS. That was a really cool ending. I couldn't remember if he tried to do a top rope move or a springboard, but it was it was a springboard. Yeah. Um. And yes, like I said earlier in the match, I did go for a spot. I believe Penta was going to do some kind of Spanish fly off the springboard uh, while they were... Penta was standing on the top rope. Punk was already standing on the springboard. I think Penta went to jump around him to the on the you know other side of Punk, which was a springboard, and do a Spanish fly. And Punk just fell off the top of uh, the springboard and he started clutching his leg. Um, and a lot of people thought he was injured, but he did keep going, man. I see a lot of people having a problem with CM Punk in these matches, and this is the kind of shit that I don't understand. Um, CM mm -hmm. Punk, CM Punk, uh, le uh, beats Pentagon here after a fantastic counter into a GTS. Uh, I see a lot of people having a problem with CM Punk just being in random matches. And I don't understand because... What do they expect? He just told you what his goal is. He wants to build exactly. up his ranking to face Hangman or Adam Cole, which now looks like it's going to be Hangman. But, or maybe it will still be Adam Cole because there was a count out okay. on Rampage. But, he told like, you why... He pretty much told you in itself why he's wrestling in these kind of nothing matches, if you will. But they're not nothing matches because they are dream matches in a way. Which is what I love about AEW because in WWE, you have Cody Rhodes versus a guy like Kevin Owens. And although, you're damn right that is a dream match. Look at how that comes off on WWE TV versus CM Punk versus MJF for example, exactly. or CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, or CM Punk versus Darby Allen, or CM Punk Don't versus... Exactly, bro. Uh, even, if you want to even take it a step lower, or like a CM Punk versus a, even a Lee Moriarty. Like, you look exactly, at that, man. and you're like, damn, that's pretty cool. These guys are going to put on a good match. But when you see Owens and Cody, that is 100% a dream match, but it just doesn't have the same feel. It doesn't have the same love and care, almost, in, exactly. in, in WWE. It kind of just feels like well, they're giving you this match. Just yeah, let's it. just give it and to them, you know? Let's just give it to them now. Let's just get it over with. Um, Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah, man. So, 
I mean, CM Punk, I don't have a problem with this at all. I keep seeing a lot of people trying to... I mean, this is literally... That is the that is the best example I can give for just trying to complain about whatever you possibly can at that point. Exactly. Man. I mean, it's, it's completely ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. I mean, CM Punk told you what he's doing. He is trying to up his ranking so he can face the world champ. So... How else is he supposed to do that, may I ask? By random matches that make sense because he's building himself up. Come on, man. Come and on, you know he's not in a direct feud right now. Everybody complained about Brody Lee getting a mm -hmm. AEW title match because he was number one in the rankings, but he beat a bunch of jobbers. CM Punk has been facing people that are giving notable. him a challenge and they're notable opponents that and people have a problem with this too but if cm punk were to go out and face jeff parker one week and jake atlas the next and uh, tony nice the next week and peter avalon the next cesar benoni everybody would be like oh he's just beating jobbers what do you fucking want what do you expect then what do you want just him to just get the match that's not how this company works, man. But then if he were to man. get the match, he didn't climb up in the rankings. It it doesn't make any sense. It, no, I don't understand. I don't understand the problem with CM Punk doing stuff like this. I think it's fantastic. He's putting on great I matches. And I cannot wait. I think he's gonna main event double or nothing. I don't think he's gonna win, but I think he's gonna main event double or nothing, and I think it's gonna be a banger of a match. Truly, bro. Truly. I and cannot wait. I kept seeing a lot of people too having a problem with some sort of CM Punk versus Hangman match. Hangman's going to win. CM Punk is bulletproof. He could lose fucking 10 times in a row and he'll still be CM Punk. Uh, he, exactly, he's not man. going to. I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, theoretically no, speaking. Um, he he's, can take one loss to the AEW World Champion. I don't think it's going to make him look any less of CM Punk. So, Especially the way they built up the Buck. That, that's just a random fact that I've been thinking about when I was uh, every time I see Hangman. But they do they make his finisher feel important because people don't just kick out of it. It's the thing I like about it. It's easy to avoid, but when, but if he connects it, it's over with. And I like that man. Mm -hmm. I like how they play that up a lot. And with CM Punk, we all love him. He's old. He won't be able to survive a buckshot. He might get a cool one fall, but he, the most he could do is one. And that's just good storytelling right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that's what's going to happen in their match. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. But yeah, it was... Um, it was... Uh, yeah, it was great... Uh, great... Um, Great match, great match with these two men, and uh, yeah, I, I don't see the reason why uh, people are complaining um, at all. No, not at all. I don't get it. Red Dragon versus the, I was about to call him the Lucha Express, Jurassic Express. Um, I genuinely thought the titles were going to change hands here, man, but they mm -hmm. did not, and Jurassic Express... Did not win in any type of controversial fashion. They straight up beat they these guys. Um, yeah, damn is right. 
Um, kind of want to see Red Dragon win, low key. A little bit, bro. A little bit, but um, I mean, it's nice get to see them get the titles for longer. Yeah. But... Um, but mm. I mean, they teased Red Dragon and FTR at the end of this, and I think that is what a lot more people want to see. Than red than FTR and Jurassic Express for the titles. Yeah. Uh, nothing against Jurassic Express. They are incredible. They are incredible, man. And um, yeah, they've they've been they've been putting on fantastic matches since they've been champs, man. But um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see Red Dragon take the belts here. If I'm being a hundred percent honest Same, with you, man. man. But <laughs> do you uh do you save that um for you know when we do kind of officially put them with adam cole uh kind of just on preference i would have liked to see them take the belts here but there yeah. must be some kind of plan in place for them being that they didn't so exactly. and I, I thought it would have made for a great story for adam cole to side with them and then have the bucks kind of accuse him of doing that just because they won the belts even though exactly, that's not man. the reason, but what were you saying? But I, as much as I want Red Dragon to win, I think the next people that are going to win those titles are going to be FTR again. They've been going on a crazy run lately, and I, I could see them holding the three titles. Um, trip, what the, what's the one title? Hey, it would be Triple A, ROH, and AEW. Yeah, Triple A. I knew it was one of the A's, but um. Yeah, I, I could see that because they've been on a high with them lately, especially if they get Brett. I think they would definitely win the titles next. But if not, I, I definitely want to see Red Dragon. And I just really, I, I love the team. And they produce some of my favorite tag matches in NXT, man. Mm -hmm. They'll always be a goaded team for me, man. 100%. 100%. Top, definitely my top two, bro. Everybody knows who my <laughs> number one is, but the, the FTR, is, uh, FTR is amazing. Um, uh, hmm. So, I under, I see both sides of that. I see the mm -hmm. side of you want to uh, not put the titles on them. You want to let another team get a little bit of the shine, so to speak. But then I understand, and I'm kind of for this as well, if you put the belts on FTR, do you have any idea what that's going to do for the team that beats FTR? Exactly. Which They're could, which should be Red Dragon, in my opinion. They're teasing exactly. it now. I would like to see Red, um, uh, FTR take the belt off Jurassic Express. They can have a little... They can redeem their little feud with the lucha bros once they come back because you know they're going to want the belts and i think that'd be a cool way to kind of tie up the loose ends there mm -hmm. uh ftr can kind of tie that loose end up uh the lucha bros could be their first challengers after they're done with jurassic express and then i think by all out time we should see red dragon see, take the belts exactly man it fits it fits in the dynamic of ftr being the super serious rules but they do do their ftr like tactics but red dragon have their tactic that are even more heelish and less legit than ftr so i would really like to see that dynamic and i think that could produce some great storytelling 
Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And like you said, man, FTR have have produced some of some of my favorite tag team matches as well. And I think with the run that they're on doing the ROH and the AEW as well as the AAA, I think we could be on the road for even more just FTR classics. Um Exactly, man. Yeah, and I, I think I think these guys are I think these guys are uh, on a fantastic run right now and I would I mean, strike, strike when the iron's hot, bro. I mean, that's why the exactly. Young Bucks wanted to give them their win back now. You know, they couldn't exactly. have given their win. They couldn't have given FTR their win back and how, and four months, months ago. Exactly. They, you know what I mean? Because these guys were, you know, we were on here saying, what the hell happened to FTR three months ago? You know what I mean? And the Bucks, the Bucks didn't want to do it now because it wouldn't, or didn't want to do it then because it wouldn't have meant anything. And everybody exactly. wants to say the Bucks just were out to bury them. No, the Bucks are just fucking smart. Why would you give FTR the win back when these guys are floating around doing nothing? You know what I mean? Literally. Fresh off a match with the Briscoes, now let's give them their win back. Now let's make them even hotter than they were a couple days ago. You know, at ROH, exactly. Final Battle, or uh, Supercard of Honor, I mean. So, it makes sense, man, and it's... I mean, the the Bucks were absolutely right in doing that. You know what I mean? And, exactly. And, and it's better for FTR because, like I said, would it have meant anything if FTR would have got the win back a couple months ago? No. no exactly. Because they were coming out here with mullets and robes and with Tully <sighs> Blanchard. You know, I mean, it. but here we are, oh, wow. and these guys are on the run of their life. They're baby faces. They fit so well in a workhorse-type gimmick. I love mm -hmm. it. Uh, and love it, man. the Bucks struck when the iron was hot, as they should have. And that's yeah, that they're... was the right thing to do. Absolutely. And that's another reason why the Young Bucks are goaded. Because not just on TV, not just in the ring, but creative-wise and position-wise, they know what to do. They know when to win to elevate somebody. They know when to lose to elevate somebody. That's why the Young Bucks are the goats, bro. And... I don't know where that narrative came up from, but <laughs> I don't know where that narrative came up from, but like the Bucks didn't at all bury FTR in their first outing. I mean, I do understand the fact of, you know, why didn't they get the other, the second match, but I mean, they wanted to make their second match important. They wanted to make it feel like a grand-ass second match. and Exactly. They were stayed apart for 18 months, and they struck when the iron was hot. And that's... Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Cody wanted to... Cody wanted to do... Uh, what's up, Brian? Cody wanted to do <laughs> all this... Uh, Cody wanted to do all this stuff to make it look like... He didn't want the attention on him, but he was just begging for it so bad. Exactly. You know what I mean? You can't be a good like guy backstage, but constantly say, "Yeah, I have to do good guy stuff backstage." Like, bro, young bucks aren't young bucks aren't saying over here in interviews, "Yeah, we gotta put over this person, we gotta do that." So they are on BTE because they're heels and they play up to it on BTE, but. It's just jokes. They're not serious about exactly. having to fucking want praise over putting this guy over or doing that. Or they're just doing their job. Then they know how to do it, man. 
Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And that is, that is again, why the Young Bucks are, are goaded, bro. They, they struck when the iron's hot. And, I mean, in their first outing, they booked it in a way where FTR tried to do the Young Bucks style, and it bit them in the okay. ass. The Bucks, the Bucks barely won that match. You know what I mean? So I don't mm-hmm. understand why people are trying to go back and write that wrong and say, oh, FTR is getting back for the Bucks burying them. In what way can you try to spin that in saying the Bucks buried them? As a matter of exactly. fact, looking back at it, the fact that they said if we don't win the titles, we will never challenge for them again, I bet that was such a dig at Cody. <laughs> oh, you know it. They were like, what is this fucking idiot doing? Uh, that's a joke on it. Because they love it. They're, they're they, trolls. They're trolls. Yeah. We say it all the time. They're fucking trolls. Even to their own friends, which at that point I don't think they were. There was hatred between them, but whether you're friends with them or you're not friends with them, they're going to troll on you. It's just how they are, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so FTR, uh, FTR um, come out. FTR come out after this, man, and they stare down Jurassic Express, and they start to get in a scruffle with Red Dragon, uh, Bobby Fish uh, shoves Dax Harwood's face, and Dax does it back to him, and then the camera just cuts away. Uh, Odd night for production, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Mm -hmm. They could be also teasing a tag triple threat, which I would love to see. That is true. That is true. But if they do that at Double or Nothing, they did just do one at um, Revolution. So, so I don't think they would do it yet. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some type of triple threat. Either, If anything, I would think it would just be with FTR, Red Dragon, Young Bucks. Probably at like All Out, I could see. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or in between. I would love no that. I, I would, I would love, love that. that, dude. I would kill for that, bro. The the dream, the dream tag, my, my dream triple threat tag team match, bro. And man, tell me how this sounds. FTR versus the Bucks mm-hmm. versus DIY. Man. Bro. Man, that shit would be fire, bro. Jesus. I would love that shit. That I would, love the team man. ups with FTR and DIY versus the Young Bucks. Oh, man. Bro. Dude. That is my all time dream tag team match. And then another one, obviously, a piece of that would be. Uh, Bucks versus DIY for sure. Oh, uh, wow. Love that. We haven't seen it, and I think one day we will. Uh, and I think it will just just that blow the roof off of roof. any building that takes place in. <laughs> exactly, bro. Uh, they they would hope to be in in Daly's place or somewhere, some place with no roof. Because man, oh man, that shit would be coming off. Do that in the United Center, bro, and just watch Money. that building crumble. Exactly. Watch that building bro. crumble. Um. Sean Dean versus MJF. MJF, he is uh, wrestling Sean Dean here. You know, match is going all right. Max is outside of the ring showboating. And all of a sudden, behind him, he's leaning up against the barricade. And all of a sudden, behind him, this big menacing figure just walks up right behind MJF. (laughs) He takes his hat off. He takes his mask off. And lo and behold... It is Wardlow. It's Wardlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
MJF uh, turns around and his eyeballs pop out of his head when he sees when he sees Wardlow standing right there. Um, he's just you know just like shocked and scared. And Wardlow hops the barricade, starts chasing him all around. Uh, security security starts taking him back. Uh, when they he gets to about like the end of the ramp, and you know he's kind of guarding the ring. MJF mm-hmm. is standing in the on the middle of the ramp. Sean Dean's in the ring. The ref's counting. MJF tries to walk up to Wardlow to get a cheap shot. And Wardlow kind of wiggles out a little bit. And he starts getting a little closer to MJF. And that just completely scared the shit out of him. Yeah. And he ran all the way up the ramp. Um, the ref is on nine. MJF grabs the mic and says, and tells Bryce Remsburg, uh, he doesn't know what TK is paying him, but he will pay him double. If he does not count him out. So Bryce looks at MJF. Looks at the time people. And he says fuck it. And he counts 10. <laughs> and he counts out MJF. So Captain Sean Dean. Has gotten a win twice. Over MJF. And I love the way. They are making they Max lose DQ. bro. <clears throat> I love it. This is how you make. This is how you use the DQ system. Yes, this is how you do it. Yes. Genuine fuckovers, man. This, especially because, especially Mm -hmm. because this is something almost unheard of in AEW. DQ finishes, fuck finishes. So the fact that Wardlow is bestowing all this upon MJF and just making him just constantly just... Constantly just... Constantly lose and having having all his matches go to DQ... And it doesn't seem nauseating. In fact, this has been picture perfect ever since. Mm -hmm. Yes, ever since this whole breakup has happened, bro. Ever since that Wardlow promo, bro, this has been picture perfect. Um, Exactly, bro. Amazing. Every element of it. Yes. Love what Wardlow's doing. Love how they're all presenting themselves. How even, even though they're still together as a team great as can be even when sean spears match got fucked over even though this week he was cool with mjf of course again even in that moment he was pissed at mjf because his his beef with wardlow is getting his in his way love all those little details man yeah and i love how wardlow offered to wash his hands clean of mjf Mm -hmm. and go their separate ways but it is because of MJF mm-hmm. why Wardlow's not doing that, even though MJF kind of just wants to make him suffer. In turn, Wardlow is making him yes. suffer. And it exactly, is, he's bro. hurting his win loss record, and it is just fantastic, bro. It is truly Perfect, fantastic. Um, and that fucking quick promo he gave uh, backstage while he, he finished beating up the fucking security, I loved that intensity, man. When he grabbed that mic, that shit was that shit was sick. Oh yeah, when he was holding the camera. And he yeah, was bro. Yelling in it. Yeah, Loved dude, it. that was sick, Loved bro. That, that was awesome. This has been picture perfect. No complaints exactly. about this at all from me. Wardlow no. is a star, bro. Wardlow is a fucking True. star. Um, uh, you love to see it. Uh, speaking of people who are not stars, the Jericho Appreciation Society. <sighs> Fuck. They. Have arrived in New Orleans and they get out of a plane. And the door was shut, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
They arrive on their they arrive on their private jet. The door is shut. They are just walking out of the plane. Out walks Jericho, Garcia, and Hager. Here they come. Where is 2.0, you may ask? Well, they are laying on the ground, and Eddie Kingston and LAX are hanging out of a car window telling them, we told you anywhere you're at, we're going to roll up or something like that. And it's like, bro. And he's throwing up his signs and they drive off. Okay. Why did 2.0 get out of the private jet and close the door? And they presented Jericho and them walking out like they just landed. So, in terms of kayfabe, they landed. Those two idiots got out, closed the door behind them, and were just standing in front of the plane, waiting for Jericho and the rest of them to open the door and come out too. And then, somehow, Eddie Kingston and LAX got through airport security in a car, beat them up, stole their shoes, and the pilot didn't see that. The plane was literally staring at them. The pilot could have been like, hey, your boy's getting jumped out there. (laughs) (laughs) Bro was just watching it, just, damn, bro. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I think he's getting his ass whooped. Bro, what was that garbage-ass segment, man? Bro. Oh, my God. This shit is ass, bro. I'm so tired of Jericho and this shit, man. This shit is this shit is truly truly ass, bro. I, I promise you. It really is. So um. later in the night, we get LAX and Eddie Kingston versus Jericho, Hager, and uh, Garcia. Uh, this match kind of just happened. I don't really remember too yeah. much from it. Uh, Jericho ended up hitting Eddie in uh, hitting Eddie in the back with the bat, and Garcia rolled him up. For the win, and 2.0 came down, uh, and they just beat up on Eddie Kingston and LAX. Um, beat up. Yeah, they just another beat down segment, man. Um, thankfully, no one came to the save. It was just a beat oh down segment, but it seems like every single week we just get a beat down segment with the five of them beating up the three of them. This yeah. is leading to. I guarantee you this is going to lead to, like, Homicide coming oh, in yeah. or one of these the LA, rest of LAX. couple of these LAX guys coming in. Yeah. 100%. That's definitely what they're building to, man. And, like, they could do it, but, like, you got to make it a beatdown every week. Yeah. God. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Just make Santana and Ortiz just thugs, kind of how they were before. Just... They were just cool-ass street dudes from New York. Just let them be away from Jericho completely, bro. I don't want them to feud with them. No. I don't want them to be with them. No. I just want to see LAX go be free. Exactly. And just legit feuds, bro. Face actual tag teams, bro. Exactly, bro. (sighs) Keith Lee and Swerve versus... Team Taz's, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs got incredible reactions. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Team Taz is really starting to come into their own, bro. Yeah. 
they're yeah, really starting to come into their own. Ricky Starks went from being sort of awkward on the mic, and yeah. he looked very awkward on camera, to him coming into his own with his own kind of comedic timing, and not comedic in the terms of making himself look like an idiot, but comedic in making fun of his opponents and just yeah. having a certain type of swagger while doing it. I, I, I think exactly. I think it's fantastic, man, and he's really coming to his own. And Powerhouse Hobbs, man, got a fantastic, fantastic reaction uh, when oh, he pinned yeah. Keith Lee in this match, bro. Incredible. Incredible, man. Hell yeah, man. I don't, I don't even hate the loss Keith Lee took. I really no, don't me neither. this feud. A lot of people are yeah. really shitting on it. It could definitely be where Keith Lee could easily be in a Jay Lethal spot. So I'm happy with this man, and I'm just intrigued to see where it goes. I love both sides. So I, I, I would, I would not, I would disagree with you had what happened on Wednesday not happened on Wednesday. But the fact exactly. that that happened on Wednesday. Uh, I gotta laugh, bro, because it's true. Yeah. But um, exactly. goddamn, uh, Ricky Starks uh got a huge reaction. Hometown guy here. Uh, he was strutting across the top rope. That was absolutely fantastic. He looked like a dope. damn G doing that shit. Um, he really did, bro. His spear as well. His spear knocks Roman Reigns' spear out the water. I, oh, I got, bro, I gotta say it. He, the way he hits both of the ropes, and he is literally flying when he's hitting mm-hmm. the ropes, that shit looks awesome. That shit looks awesome, bro. It really does. It really does, man. Um, Dude, I swear. It's like a thing with Roman. His main moves always look better on a smaller guy. Like, I, I you guys know how we feel about Orange Cassidy, but his Superman punch goes crazy. Because... Yeah. Those moves just look better on a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. The it spear does. and Superman punch look way better on guys like Starks and Cassidy. Yeah, and I'm happy Ricky Starks is coming to their own, man. And, you know, this is the thing about AEW, too. A lot of people say, like, oh, you know, this person's not getting the... This person's not getting the the respect. The, the This uh, this person's not getting the respect or the the... TV time that they deserve in AEW it's so true man everybody everybody really does get their time exactly um, it's it it is revolving door sometimes a door takes a while to revolve and it is it frustrating it, it can is. be frustrating yeah like LAX exactly I mean eventually well, these guys are gonna get their moment and we know it man but like for now bro it's just so it's frustrating like, come on exactly man Exactly. But let's say they were like away from Jericho. That title spot, like we were talking about earlier, is pretty filled up with FTR, Red Dragon. Although I wouldn't do the shit with Jericho to fill time until they could have an opportunity around the titles. And they they still don't really have an opportunity around the titles right now. So even though Jericho shit is awful, they what in terms of title picture, they don't. There's not room for them. Even though I would prefer them in a different side feud than Jericho. Yeah. But like, yeah. it's just how the revolving door works. Sometimes it takes a while, but eventually it, it gets to be. It gets to people, man. So, be patient. 
and we'll we'll be good. Yeah, we will, man. I mean, look at um, look at the work FTR is doing right now. Look at the work yep. that Ricky Starks has been doing, and Powerhouse Hobbs and those kind of guys, man. Look at the work. Um, uh, I mean, Wardlow. Look at the work Wardlow's doing. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, everybody true. Everybody does get their time, and we of all people understand how frustrating it can be at times. Because you're mm-hmm. just looking at somebody saying, what the fuck are you doing with them? You know exactly, what I mean? Man. But, you know, exactly. everybody does. Everybody does uh, eventually get their time, man. And it can be frustrating, but Rick, guys like Starks and uh, uh, Wheeler Yuta. Exactly. Wheeler, look at you, Wheeler Yuta. His um, rolling door came randomly fast, and it, mm-hmm. it's been amazing. Some uh, people's is slow, and it's amazing. Wardlow, uh, like I said, Starks. Uh, no, these guys. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it comes, man. When people hit their stride in AEW, it is unlike hitting it's your cool. stride anywhere else. It really is. Exactly, man. Exactly. But yeah, I don't. I don't hate this feud at all. I, I really don't. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't hate this feud at all, man. Um. I love the little backflip spot uh, from Swerve off of Keith Lee's chest. I thought that mm-hmm. was sick. Um, and yeah, this uh, this 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 was a really good match. Uh, and Powerhouse Hobbs uh, hit Keith Lee with the spine buster, and he pinned him for the one two three man. So yeah, and, for Powerhouse Hobbs man. And uh, uh, to go with my point earlier, man, like. A lot of people say, I hear a lot of people say, like, oh, Keith Lee was a bigger star in WWE. What is he doing now? Um, what would he have been doing if he was still there? Exactly, bro. Exactly. Aren't aren't you ha- aren't you happy that Keith Lee is back to putting on bangers and uh, actually wrestling in normal Keith Lee attire? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And can, he can be Keith Lee and not the Bearcat. And when people because... when people say that, man, like I said, I've literally been looking at Kevin Owens whenever exactly. I people say that. Look at what Kevin oh, was doing. He would have been so much better had he stayed with WWE, and Kevin Owens absolutely just feels not like everybody WWE. else. He just yeah, not yeah, not that he's bad or anything, but he just yeah. feels like he's just in the mix. Yep, doing nothing. Just a guy on TV. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. But yeah, he pinned Keith Lee with the uh, spine buster and got a huge reaction to this, man. And it was it was fantastic, bro. It was fantastic. Uh, Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I think that's it. Other than the two major things for Dynamite, man. Marina Shafir. I believe she was facing Sky Blue. She was. <sighs> Dude. As for as for Sky Blue, when I look at her, I really see like a young woman pillar in her. Yeah, I, 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 I I feel like she is a future star of the women's division. She is very good in the ring. She is very good in the ring. And she is uh, coming am, along. Bro. She's coming along every oh, time yeah. we see her. Uh, but yeah, she she is um uh yeah, she is she's always at AEW. I know she dates Dante mm-hmm. Martin, so 
I feel like she has the potential mm-hmm. to be almost a woman pillar. I think I think she could definitely evolve into that pretty pretty soon too. Not soon, but at a pretty good pace, man. I see that definitely too, man. Yeah. Um Sky is not the problem here. Uh in fact, no. her nickname is the problem and she is a problem. Yeah, she is a fucking problem. Uh Oh my god. <sighs> Melina Shafir. What the fuck was that, dude? Bro, that had to have been the most awkward, not only entrance, but whole fucking match I've ever seen in my life, bro. That is 100%. Is she signed? Dude, I think she is. Or I don't know if she is. I I never saw the Marina Shafir as all elite. I think they're doing um, one of those six months. One of the yeah. rush deals right now. Mm-hmm. Which I think so. If, if she is, do not resign her ass, bruh. Cause my god was that ass, bro. She comes out there. First of all, her theme song was garbage, bruh. It was like the whole theme song was waiting for her to like drop and start going hard. It it did it did the same sequence, like the same rhythm the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was expecting the beat to drop or something. Nothing happened. And then, bro, she's just walking out. So just awkward, man. She's just staring forward, just not really looking at anything, just staring in the distance, off in the distance forward. And then at one point, she, she's, like, walking, trying to take off her hoodie, and she's, like, fumbling with her hoodie, bro. Like, dude, oh, my God, I've never seen an entrance so awkward, man. She was, she was literally just staring at into the void, bro. But if she looked like me watching Raw, she really did, bro. And oh my god, that shit was ass, bro. She gave off no presence or nothing. My god, dude. Fucking Jade is gonna tear her apart, bro. Entrance and all, man. My god. And the match itself was just. Oh, she was just sloppy and boring and just. Bad man, Marina Fierce is not it, man. Yeah. I don't know what happened with these other four horse women of MMA, but how how was only one of them good? <laughs> like like Shayna Baszler is is literally one of my favorites women ever, and and the three rest of them are some of the worst I've ever seen, bruh. How is the duality so bad? Come on, bro. bruh. Can we get Shayna in this company? That's who I want to see face people like Jade. Yes. That shit would be fire. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, I think I th- I think you definitely put that uh you definitely put that into words uh fantastically, but uh just bro, what the fuck was that? Dude, she came out to like slow just like classical music and like sir k said i'm sitting there i'm like okay when's the fucking beat gonna drop and it never dropped and she was just like during her match she was just like awkwardly staring around like she was in a trance like telling you like just which was kind of like disturbing yeah it's like she just had like this blank stare on her face but like her eyes were like kind of big but she was just looking like this 
Like just, just staring in the around the whole match, just like just looking, like not looking in the hard cam or nothing, just like staring around. And you can even see a point where uh, she's making her entrance. They put the camera on Sky, and she didn't even look like she knew what the hell was going on. She's like looking like. Oh, yeah. In bright as fucking Marina Shafir got in the ring. Bro, Sky looks so fucking confused and awkward herself. Dude, she literally did the fucking like eye thing where you look at the camera and you look at her and you look at the camera and look at her. That's what she was doing, bro. She was so weirded out. That shit was weird. It was like, it was just so weird, that shit bro. Eerie, man. Yeah, it, like, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the only thing better than a positive reaction is obviously, or um, the only thing, the only thing better uh, than a, uh, the only thing worse than a positive reaction is, is a, uh, or no, that the only thing better than a bad reaction is a positive reaction. But when you go out there and get no, no. reaction whatsoever, like if I was her. I would rather people boo the shit out of me because at, at least, least they're engaged enough to start a chant. But that no. crowd, the crowd was like shocked as well. They're like, what, what the fuck is, is going this? on? Um, exactly. That had to be one of the most awkward and worst. Well, uh, 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 I'll save the worst for a little bit later, but uh <laughs> That's that had to be awkward. the most awkward TV debut I've ever seen, bro. I have ever seen. I don't know what the hell that was. Let Jade beat her and let it be what? done, bro, because that Never was not good. Fucking... That shit was ass, bro. That oh, was... I don't get it. That was I not really good don't. at all, man. That was not good at all. Um... The main event, Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. Hey. Um, Joe makes his entrance, and I'm at this point. At this point in the show, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely loving what Jay Lethal is doing. I think what he's doing is fantastic. I, I love the new revamp to the character. I love the heel turn and stuff like that. This motherfucker is in the crowd. This shit genuinely made me laugh out loud, bro. Fucking Samoa Joe is making his entrance. And Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt are in the front row chanting Joe. That oh, shit bro. made me crack up so hard, bro. I thought that was fucking hilarious. It was just so random. Because, like, really they just put the camera on them, and he's just sitting there, like, with this big, cheesy smile on his face, <laughs> chanting Joe. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I really did. It, it was fantastic. And Hell at yeah, this man. point, at this point, I'm like, damn, you know, everybody truly does get their shot, bro. Like, Jay Lethal is, you know, just finally starting to come into his own. And... You know, it's 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 really been it's really been you know fantastic uh, up until this point. They've done you know they've been going at the gimmick for like two weeks at this point, and it's it's been entertaining stuff. I love the heel turn. I love the heel They're turn. Solid. I love Sanjay Dutt with him. I love the just prickish manner he has to him, and 
Just, bro, I'm telling you, him in the front row chanting Joe was goaded, dude. That was fucking Hell hilarious, yeah. bro. That was hilarious. And, you know, this match, I mean, it was solid. It was solid. It wasn't nothing crazy. It was kind of like a chop fest, if you will. Oh, it was a chop fest. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, these two were chopping the shit out of each other. Uh, nothing too crazy, but definitely entertaining uh, enough to main event. Um, so... Yeah, it was uh, it it was it was solid for the most part, man. And oh, yeah. in the end, Samoa Joe hits Minoru Suzuki with the uh, Muscle Buster, um, and uh, yeah, that was the end, bro. Samoa Joe captured the ROH Television Title, man. So I was right on my prediction. I did predict that maybe Suzuki had to go back to Japan or uh, something like that. Uh, yeah. and therefore, Samoa Joe took the tv title from them and uh yeah that's 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 awesome for the roh brand uh i think he's gonna do some good stuff with it man so <sighs> jay lethal and sanjay dutt have a present for samoa joe they announced last week he has a box he opens it up and it's his middle finger he's sticking the middle finger up right at samoa joe the crowd kind of chuckles and the lights go out. The lights go out, man. Who gets the lights go out treatment this time, man? Is it Malachi Black? Is it Cesaro? Is it Wyndham? Is it Johnny Gargano? Is it Kushida? Mm -hmm. uh, is it Nash Carter? We don't know, man. We don't know who it's going to be. All we know is the lights are out. I'm sitting on my bed. I sat up. I was like, uh-oh, here we go. The fucking lights come on. And it is Satnam Singh. The tall Indian basketball player that they signed like fucking eight months ago or whatever the fuck. His ass standing there. Bro. What a dud. <sighs> He, he, he TK'd it, bro. He really did. He TK'd the a the dynamite overrun announcement. Exactly, bro. Like, and then the thing is, I thought it was gonna be a not a I don't want to call it a double swerve, but like a swerve where oh, it's this dude. That's kind of random. And then somebody else that people know and recognize comes out. Double debut went from confusion. To happiness but no it takes son satin sing literally beats joe up with jay lethal and it fades it just fades to black to whatever the fuck they were showing next oh uh, bro you what is cut the lights out. And i seen people saying this, and for as sad as it is, it's so true. Braun Strowman would have got a better reaction. And you know why? The people would have booed. You know what I mean? Because people know who he was. And we just talked about this with Marina Shafir. The only thing better than... The only the only thing uh, better than, a, than a, a bad reaction is a good reaction, of course. And at the bottom, the only thing worse than a bad reaction 
and this is the bottom of the totem pole is no reaction. How do you go? And, you know, like we were just saying, and I've seen everybody keep saying this, bro, and it's so true. Braun Strowman would have got a better reaction because A, he would have got food. And exactly. We know who he is. We know who he is. Nobody. You can't do a lights out with a nobody. What did you think the what did you think Mark Cuban was watching? The owner of the Dallas Mavericks? Literally, bro. Did you think the Dallas Mavericks were watching the show? Like you cut the lights out. You cut the lights out for somebody that nobody knows. Braun Strowman would have got booze, which is better mm-hmm. than the crowd immediately going into who are you chance? Exactly. And then they started booing, not because they know who he is and, you know, they don't like him or whatever, but because of how, because he's a nobody, they started booing. You don't want those type of boos, man. No. You really do not want those type of boos, man. And that that's just the definition of a dud, man. That's just the definition of a dud. Like The all-time worst Dynamite ending I've ever watched. Oh, yeah, bro. Definitely. That and even, was awful. Even TK admits it. That shit was ass. They should not have done it that way. Well, he didn't say that shit was ass. That's, that's just me talking. <laughs> but <laughs> he, he admitted. to Twitter. That just, shit was yeah, that ass. Shit, my bad. <laughs> but he said we shouldn't have turned the lights out. Exactly, man. But they, they know their mistakes. They're not going to repeat this again. But, man, oh, man, it was just a big mistake. Holy shit, that was ass. Dude, I ain't never seen a worse ending to a dynamite, man. That that was that, the cake. that was the that was the most non AEW ending I've ever seen to an AEW show ever. Bro, I felt like I was watching Omo, bro. That, I really did. That was atrocious, dude. Fucking like, atrocious. And up until this point. When you watch Jay Lethal, like, bro, Jay Lethal, of all people, does not, under any circumstances, need somebody like that by his he's side. stuck with him. Exactly. Now he's, now he's stuck dragging Mr. Singh along with him, man, until and, Mr. Singh fails. Which and if you, if you were trying to play to the, to the Indian market... Why didn't you just put Singh and Sanjay Dutt together? Exactly. And let Jay Lethal turn heel and get somebody else. What if Jay Lethal took a Lee Moriarty under his yeah. wing? Exactly. What about something like that? I mean, why do you got to do something like this? Because Jay Lethal's run was fantastic. I mean, I'm not saying it's trash. Now we'll have to see where it goes. But, like, this takes a hit. This is not going to work. This is no. not going to work under any circumstances. This guy, I do not get the point to wrestlers like this. They are one-trick ponies. They are so one-dimensional. It never works. It, it never, never works. works. So unless you want to keep this guy on dark for the rest of his AEW career, I don't Dang. really care that he's employed with the company, bro. Exactly. I really don't, man. And it's now... let his contract expire. And poor Samoa Joe's got to sit there and sell for this dude. And this is what I'm saying with Discovery, bro. T 
TK cannot let these people get involved too much with his show. No. Nope. He cannot. He cannot, bro. My God, this this can't repeat itself, man. This cannot repeat itself. That shit was garbage. They know it's garbage. Never again. Please, please never again. Because Mr. Singh is the definition. We were talking about it with Cody and, you know, what their storylines are. Definition of temporary, bro. I don't see this shit going past two months. It's like, they're, they're really throwing that man in, in, hot, in deep water, man. A guy like Singh is not built for AEW, not built for ROH. The only place he could survive is WWE. And mm-hmm. guess where he's not? He used to be there. He's not anymore. He should have stayed there, man. This isn't the crowd for a guy like him. This isn't setting for a guy like him. He's too mm-hmm. tall. He can't move. That's how yeah. it is. One trick pony, bro. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Nope. I don't care. I don't care what market you're trying to play to. I don't care what race, religion, shape, size, no, color. I don't care. Guys like this never work. Never. Nope. Never work, isn't working. Fucking look, look at even a guy like Lance Archer. I mean, granted, it's because he's Lance loser. But guys like that, man, I mean, well, Lance Archer is good, but if he couldn't survive in AEW, what do you think is going to happen to Mr. Singh, the giant Singh? If Lance Archer, somebody who who is not a one-trick pony and he can do many things in the ring, um, if he sunk in AEW... What in the world do you think is going to happen to Satnam Singh? Exactly, bro. It's not going to be good. He's doomed, bro. He's doomed just because of the setting he's in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, not good, bro. Not good. I hated this ending to Dynamite. This was atrocious. You do not cut the lights out on the live audience and the audience at home to debut somebody that we have never seen before and then have him proceed to put on some of the weakest moves I've ever seen. I mean, just the way he just threw Samoa Joe into the steps was so weak. And, yes, unlegit. And then he proceeds to get him in the ring and do a great Kali vice grip. You thought that was going to get over? Exactly, bro. Or fucking Jason. Like, just just cut it. Cut him. Just take him off. Just let him sit out his contract, bro. He ain't gonna survive. He's not going to, and we just talked about this with Omo. Why are you wasting the time trying to build this guy up when you know it's not gonna work? It's not going to work. It's horrible. Um... Atrocious. Atrocious, man. It really was, man. Uh, On Rampage, Adam Cole lost to Hangman in a Texas death match via countout. It was a dead eye with a crown of barbed wire around his head. Looked pretty brutal. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, The Butcher, uh, I can't remember who he beat, but he won his match getting ready for Wardlow. MJF decided to throw uh, 
a real obstacle in uh, oh. in Wardlow's way uh, by feeding him the butcher. And what's up with Andrade just uh, MJF giving Andrade money just to use his guys, bro? I hate that. I hate dude. that shit, bro. I hate that shit. It is not not it, bro. I could see. Ah, uh, man, I they do it too I, much. I could see, you know, I could see if MJF wanted to put the whole AFO up against yeah, uh, Wardlow, up against Wardlow, but the butcher, just the butcher. Speaking of the butcher as well, I'm so glad we got a break of the Hardy Boys for a week. What an Thank embarrassment fuck, last week, Literally, or two bro. weeks ago. What a Let fucking them... embarrassment. Exactly, bro. Exactly. They need a break. We need a break. Horrible. Horrible, bro. Same stuff every week. So, thankfully, mm -hmm. they weren't on this week, man. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're trying to do here, man. But the Butcher versus the War versus Wardlow, as if that s does anything for anybody. Ruby <laughs> Soho qualifies for the Owen Hart Women's Tournament. If this does mean title shot, I would have Ruby win it. Um, yep. And I would uh, have her take that belt at All Out 2022. I'd love to see Hell it. yeah. Blackpool Combat yeah, Club give the gun club their, um, give the gun club their first loss uh, as a trio. And Wheeler Yuta gets uh, a huge ovation at the start of this match, man. Chanting oh, bro, Yuta. I love their entrance. That shit was sick. Yeah, bro. Hell Fucking yeah. Yuta comes out the face tunnel. Brian comes out the heel tunnel. Moxley comes from the crowd. That's, That's sick. sick. That is sick, bro. Uh, Battle of the Belts. Uh, well, I'm just going to run down the other stuff. Um, yeah. But we got a main talking point. Talk. Um, Thunder Rosa, uh, defeat Nyla Rose in the main event. Thank God, get this shit over with. People are more interested in seeing Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm than they are exactly. to see any anything that the women's world champ has to do. And that is not okay. Well, it's not necessarily her more as Nyla no. Rose, but um Exactly. But still. Samoa Joe came out to help Jonathan Gresham after he beat Dalton Castle and uh the Giants Singh and Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt came out. Samoa Joe came out with a pipe. Uh, Lee Moriarty came out to stop, uh, to stop Jay Lethal and defend Gresham because he did turn on Moriarty, but mm -hmm. um, uh, they beat him up as well. Joe came out with a pipe, scared all of them off, and they had Singh walk right down the tunnel. It was a little better, man, but it's not gonna work. And no, Sammy Guevara. I seen this video. I seen this video of Sammy Guevara. Saying, ah, uh, oh, uh, what? I hear a lot of people saying I disgrace the TNT title. I'm the guy who was jumping off balconies to make that title mean something, and me of all people should be able to take a fucking picture with the title if I want to. Bro, what? You sound yeah. like a damn fool. So, with that logic. Just because you do spots that, if you watch some of his matches, some of the spots are completely unnecessary. Yep. 
you are doing spots and somehow that makes the title mean something? It means enough to you to take a naked picture with it? What? And just because you did a couple spots, you know, you feel that you can take a picture. You're acting like you took a selfie with the title, bruh. I can take a picture. You did more than take a picture, buddy. We know it. Bruh, you took a picture. Like, the Roddy picture was him. Was him, uh. Um, what is it? Was him by himself. And that's a classic Purpose picture. Too. You know what exactly. I mean? Purposely, you know. Uh, same thing with the Shawn Michaels picture. Those are classic pictures i mean i'm sure they're covered up under it um you You're know right, but you really don't know what's me, bro this dude this dude just acting butthurt because the fans turned on him and he said so i don't really care what a couple fucking idiots on the internet have to say listen bro if you don't like the opinion that's fine but it's the truth it's the truth disrespected the title i don't care what uh at the sammy guevara fan has to tell me on instagram that's how i feel and you can take it or leave it bro but that's exactly. that's how it looks you disgrace the title and just because you did a couple did spots a couple. in a couple of your matches doesn't give you the right to do that what sense no, does that exactly. make exactly man get the fuck out of here and he says oh i was i I have enough right to take a picture, bro. You're act, you're talking. You're wording that like you took a selfie with the title. Exactly, when, bro. Brody exactly. Lee held that title. I'm not gonna go over it again, bro. I already, that was already a goaded rant. Don't, nah. Don't try to spin that on us. Don't try to no. spin that on the fans for having an opinion. Uh, you felt comfortable enough taking the picture and airing it on live TV. So whoopsie fucking daisy, dude. Um, him beating Scorpio Sky with the low blow is the the total wrong decision. It is the total wrong decision. Sammy Guevara, Sammy, the more they flip flop that title, the less it's going to mean, the less it's going to mean. I mean, in the beginning days of the TNT title, somebody, somebody would hold that belt for a good chunk of time and lose it. You know what I mean? That belt, the more you flip-flop it onto the same guys, it's... The worse it's going to be. The worse it's going to be, bro. I mean, Sammy Guevara beating Scorpio Sky, bro, is absolutely not the right decision. The guy was undefeated for almost 400 days, and you end it to Sammy Guevara? Yeah, low blow? Come on, bro. A guy who's already... Do you know what that could have did for the likes of a Wheeler Yuta? Uh, I mean, oh. look at where he's at now. Imagine what that would do for somebody like him or somebody like a Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. Bro, anybody. But Hook, for anybody, bro. Can, Literally can, anybody. Dude, any fucking body could have been in from that a million times more than Guevara. I don't want to see it. It, it it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make any sense, man. And him and Tay Conti were uh, just tonguing each other on the ramp after it. I hate this it. better mean heel turn, bro. But 
I don't understand why he couldn't be a heel without the TNT title. You know what I mean? I mean, exactly, bro. And just, it is, it's, it is just ass, bro. It is ass. I don't understand why you would put the championship on Sammy Guevara again. It literally makes no sense whatsoever, bro. And it is incredibly frustrating to see. It is incredibly frustrating like I said, man, the more you flip-flop that title, the less it's going to mean, bro. And he wins via low blow to a guy that was undefeated for 400 days. Come on, man. Come Bullshit. on. Bullshit. And he is the TNT champ again. Bullshit. Even more bullshit. It really is, man. But we'll just have to wait and see on Wednesday where this goes. But that is absolutely the wrong wrong decision bro i mean the fact that he's heel the fact that he's heel okay. it's gonna make it a little bit better but, but overall hell no exactly bro he had two reigns with that belt man couldn't and scorpio sky literally just grew on everybody well me at least and you exactly he had literally so, just grew on us man and here we are take it all the way bullshit ridiculous dude ridiculous but that is gonna do it man that is gonna do it that was the week of wrestling obviously we had the extra show and battle the belts to go over so i appreciate you guys for sticking with us man but like i said if you guys do not have the notorious heels podcast official merchandise you can now get that at bonfire.com which is in the description in the link to this video or in the um description to this video there's a link there for you guys man and with that with that, thank you guys for sticking with us for a later episode of Unscripted. We had a lot to go over on this episode, man. But with that, thank you guys again. Always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, episode 87. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday with the news. We'll see you guys then. Peace.